WGIF. It's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Happy Friday, everyone. This is the Manson Mitchell Show, and I'm Dina Marie. I am hosting for the next three weeks. You are. Woohoo! You haven't left. And doesn't um, uh, Gary usually say, Happy Friday? He does a bunch of different, but, you know, he always kicks it back to me, and then he kicks it back to Suzanne, you know. You know the show hosting duties. You got it. And he it. calls you bad boy Benny Mathers. At the board. Yes, he does. <laughs> I've been at their house doing the radio <laughs> show, and he did it then, too, so that's, that's funny. kind of funny. But, um, yeah, so I'm filling in. They have me do that mm-hmm. every, sometimes I just do a show once a month for them. Yeah. Every so often. When they need a vacation, or sometimes they're just, we don't have a guest, will you be a guest? I'm like, because they get sick or something, and then I'm their guest. So Suzanne and Gary are my radio parents. They got me started 2007 when I wrote my book and helped me promote it, and we did events together, became close friends. I've been in uh, Sarasota at their house doing the show. So, yeah, uh, super lovely people, and they are on a road trip. So here you are. You're going to be with me for three weeks. I can't wait. Two times Benny's like, what? That's too much. <laughs> no, it's not. But we've had fun. Yes. It's been a fun day. All right. So I have a Lift Your Spirits radio. We do Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, uh, second, third, and uh, fifth Friday. And then I have two uh, um, hosts that are helping me, Marla Williams and Kasara Deline. So they do the first and the fourth. And basically, I listen to their show. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot. <laughs> and so it was probably, I want to say, three weeks ago. I'm at the gym and I'm listening in to this show. And I'm like, I have to meet this one. I have to meet her because I want to be her best friend. We think alike. And um, I just feel like a sister. And joining me this morning is Tanya Snow. Hi there, Dina. How's it Wonderful going? To be it here. is Swan. I called you Swan. It's, it's okay. <laughs> So I think sometimes when I name somebody something that they're not, I think you and I have something to do with that snow thing in a past life. But that's what you were talking about, past lives and people crossing from the other side. And so when I was given this opportunity, so they're more metaphysical when they do the the show. So uh, uh, Gary and Suzanne, you are a perfect fit. And it just happened right, right quick, didn't it? Yes, it did. So tell the listeners about yourself. Well, in what aspect would you like me to tell them? <laughs> I think I'd like to hear about your hypnotherapy background. Okay. So as far as hypnotherapy, I began experimenting with that about 30 years ago and uh, took some courses and have continued to take more courses. Most recently, the ones for Life Between Life with Michael Newton. And that was very wonderful training. It was like going home for me. That was sat in the room with people that actually understood the things that I've known since I was 11, which is very unusual because most people don't have a clue about the afterlife. And these people did. And it was just really fun to be in a group like that. And so those are kind of my peers. And I've continued working with the past life and the life between life work and just really enjoying the changes I've seen for people. And Gary and Suzanne uh, call it kindred spirits. And that's kind of how yes. I felt with you <laughs> right away. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And, and and I have a hypnotherapy background, too. And you were talking about in the show that um, young kids would come in with their parents and the things mm. that you could help, um, gosh, a heal, I guess. That's what it was, healing. Do you want to yes. tell one of those stories? Yeah. We were talking a lot about Wyatt, which I think is a great story. 
And he was a young man who was having night terrors. And the night terrors started at 10 months. And they went to 10 years, which is when I got to see him. And they would happen for about two hours every night. He would scream and seem to be reliving the same story over and over. And it was something very violent. And he would just be terrified. But he would not be able to be uh, woken up from that at the time he was going through it. And in the morning, he wouldn't remember anything, but the parents, of course, were seeing it repeatedly and they began to see that it was kind of a story. And so they were consulting with a, a psychic and that's Melissa Henyon. And she said that they should come and see me. So they did. And we started out with the past life. And I was a little bit concerned, you know, a 10 year old, can I regress a 10 year old? I don't do a lot of children. But he was great. He was just quite a trooper and he went under very easily and he accessed his information easily. And he went into a couple of different war scenes, some of which were just horrendous. Uh, one of which his best friend died in front of him and he was just horrified. And so he was seeing for the first time the actual night terrors that he was having at night. He was seeing the scenes from the past life that he was seeing at night, but not remembering. And so as he began to see those and we began to work with them, I helped him to understand them a little better and to heal them. And we did one in particular with the friend that had died. I had him just go to watching the death at the point of death and watch what happens in the spiritual sense. And so he watched as his friend came up out of his body and he felt the joy that his friend felt after he passed. And he just was transformed by that because he now knew that his friend was fine and that the death wasn't such a bad thing. It didn't even hardly hurt him. He was out of his body in a flash. And often people leave their body before they actually have the physical impact of the death. Um, so only sometimes really young souls don't get out in time, but most of us know if we see it coming up, uh, exit stage right quick. So anyway, after he did that session, the first session, he was, and he saw two different wars at that point, Vietnam and um, Nazi Germany. When he saw those two, that really did help. So he was much better, but he was still having a little trouble. So they brought him back for a second session. And after the second session, we saw, of course, during that one, another war scene or two. And after he finished that, he came out of it and he was fine. He did not have any more night terrors. He didn't have any depression. He didn't have any anxiety. His life just really changed. And he's so happy. I've talked to the parents several times since then, and he is just doing great. And the nice thing that they're really enjoying is he's quit talking about war all the time, which he, that was his main subject. He would talk about it. His room was full of war paraphernalia. And he took all of that, put it in a box and took it to the basement. He cleared his room out of all of that stuff. And he's gone on with his life. At the end of his second session, I asked him, you know, Wyatt, what do you want to do with your life now that you've seen what you've done before? He goes, oh, I'm going in the military. I was like, Wyatt, are you sure that's a great idea? And he's like, oh, yeah. I said, let's ask your guide about that idea. Are we willing to do that? And he said, yeah, let's just do that. So we went back under and he talked to his guide and his guide is like, are you kidding me? No, do something else with this life. 
And so when he came back out of that part, I said, well, Wyatt, what do you want to do? He says, I want to be a, a paramedic. It's beautiful. So it's beautiful. He's going to go help people now. <laughs> and when you were doing the show, I was like, oh God, because I, I had, when I first started hypnotherapy, I did have reluctantly um, parents because they were so desperate. They were going to be put on meds yeah. or something. They had OCD and all these these oh. issues. And I had one child who was always wearing khaki. All He always had, he picked his own clothes out. He was wearing army clothes, you know, and mm-hmm. he t- could describe what happens to you when napon you know, it, it was horrific what was coming from this young boy. Another kid who um, he was in military, but he had to keep hitting his nose to keep it wet because it was a musket. It sounds crazy, but it dries up and it blows up in your face. And he, as a kid, he couldn't stop doing that, you know. Yeah. And, and then we brought up past lives and some of his dreams. He he became a musician and didn't take any meds. And his family's so thankful, right, because at that time. Yes. And then another young lady walked through the door, and I could just sense um, Vietnam War. She was a boy, and, and they were putting her all on these meds, and she looked like death. She looked so sick because uh, she couldn't oh, sleep. It's terrible to and do I, that to kids. Oh. And I had kids draw, first of all. That's what they would do. And all she could do is draw guns in black. She had no color in her life. And she was talking about politics and how unfair they are to our military and and how they're lying and things like that and I'm like you're eight years old but we did hypnotherapy and in it she came up with the name Dirk Dirk and years later now she's 22 she is a Dirk she has had the sex change the full sex change and she's happier but she was reliving because she must have just bounced right back from you know it's pretty quick from Mm -hmm. that lifetime and hypnotherapy is life-changing you know it's 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 amazing how how quickly you can get there and if i have a vet on the table and we're doing uh, reiki or something they will have people from the other side come in and say we're fine you know and they just get mm-hmm. relief like pressure you know something was weighing on them yes. and it's just gone yes it makes all that difference to have that confirmation that everybody's okay and they that's didn't. you get that you get those little taps from the other side all the time yeah, I do. And a lot of times people come through in the session when I'm working with somebody, and I'd like to explore that more in my practice or in maybe workshops of helping people to contact their loved ones, because I've seen how life-changing it is when they can actually talk to them and communicate with them. Mm-hmm. And that's why it I call just... my show Lift Your Spirits. Yeah. And I told you about the, it was a firefighter in Snohomish, and it was right outside my office door that he had been beaten to death. And he told me that he had had, he had had been drinking and he was angry and his energy attracted that violence because it was, you know, it wasn't someone's thinking about hurting him, but you know, he was basically walking into bad energy and was not in a good space. And so he said, you need to lift your spirits. That's how you get through life by lifting your spirits and and shifting your energy. Um, Oh, interesting. I have a a lot of that that I do with my my kids. First of all, I started it with them, and then I do it with my my clients. It's called Eight Good Things. So anytime you're in a negative energy space, you first think of one good thing. Anything that's a little step up from where you were, just just anything you can come up with, and then just keep going and do eight of those. And by the time you get to eight, you're totally in a different place. I love that. I love that. I say count, you know, five blessings. I say five blessings before you start yeah. your day and then five intentions of like, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have fun or I want to meet the right people. Yeah. You know, being um, lifting your spirits is is how you and I get uh, contact from the other side because those higher chakras are spinning yeah. and they're open. 
And so, again, we maybe we could do a workshop on that because I've always wanted to do that. I wrote a book called Our, um, Or's Angel, and it was about my grandma who lost her baby at two months, and she hadn't baptized her. So the woman from across the street said that she was in limbo and she was, you know, going to go to hell because she wasn't baptized. So my grandmother, who's super spiritual, started oh, praying yeah. for a sign from her, her baby that she wasn't yeah. in limbo, which is what we need to do. First, ask for it. But then she was so depressed that nothing, she wasn't getting a sign and she was so um, down. And then one day the neighbors asked her to watch the the kids because somebody was sick at the house. So she was going to watch the kids overnight. And that night she thought, well, why don't we all go play baseball out in the field? Well, that's the night because her spirits were lifted for a, a short moment. She felt happy or watching the kids play. That's the night that an angel came with her baby showed her her baby, and and, um, um, starlight is what my grandma said. That's her words. And then she looked out the window and could see a farm that you couldn't see, far, far, far away where the older woman who was sick was dying. And she watched her spirit lift up, this is my grandma's words, up through the top of the house into the heavens and and, and starlight. That's what she became, starlight. And I end the, the story with my grandpa passing and them holding hands saying the stars were bright last night. Um, cause my grandma never told anyone that story except for me. So I got to write this little tiny coloring book for kids, which is funny cause it was Tessa and Tasha, the, who, the little girl who got the sex change, who's now a boy. That's, I wrote it for them cause their grandparents just passed. Forgot about that. I dedicated it to them. But telling that story helps people. If you can tune into that light. So if somebody passes over and you get a good picture of them when they're healthy and happy, and maybe a song comes on. Maybe you smell something. And mm-hmm. I know you have those all the time, right? Yes. And I call those talismans. And I really recommend that people set up talismans before they leave. I did that with my mother and with my daughter and with my entire family. We all have things that we have written down that are the things we're to use when we're on the other side so that people know it's us. And the funny thing with my daughter, when she was dying, my father had picked the white rose. And my daughter, who died of a brain cancer, um, she she had picked the white rose, too. And I only realized that at the very last minute, that they both had the same symbol, and I wouldn't recognize it. So I told her, you know, when she's, she's unconscious at this point, she's, you know, hardly even there. But I said to her, Ravi, it has to be a white rose bud. So I'll know it's you. And three days after her death... There was a knock at my door and it was the florist who handed me 12 white rose buds. And I didn't even get it at first. I was so busy getting ready for her memorial, but I just took it and I sat on the table and then I went, oh my God, 12 white rose buds. <gasps> and I just cried for an hour out of joy because the message is everything is well where I am and that you know, I'm happy basically. So it was just a wonderful message. And I really recommend people set those up because if you set them up, you know, it's them. Well, you'll love this story. My angel lady, I could see into her house and she was out these angels and she was living by herself. Um, and the neighbor was really nice, like bring her food. We all did really, but she befriended this man and he was just super bring her carrot juice and he was just helping her with her yard. And um, she kind of said that if you pass, you need to show me a sign that you're okay. And so he did. He passed. And then she's like, she's so distraught because he never came through. And then one day I walk over there and I check on her and she goes, yeah, the police came by last night. I don't even know why they were here. And I was like, okay. So, yeah, he knocked on the door and he looked at my sign. He goes, I gosh, I love your sign, your angel sign. That's beautiful. And then I go, so what were you watching? 
um, highway from the highway, the angels highway, highway from heaven. heaven. Yeah. So you're watching that. Michael Landon. You think your angel looks like a, a like a, a trooper, like she always has him as a masculine person. But nine one one called nine one one that she didn't call. He knocks on the door, mentions angels while she's watching her favorite angel show, and it was him. And she goes, she couldn't see it because she was looking down. Right? She was so depressed, but that lifted her spirits because they do come through. They come through through music. They come through with a book or a page. Um, but if you're really, really sad and you're looking at a picture of them when they were dying of cancer or when they were not well, it's they don't really like that energy. Can I say it that mm-hmm. way? They like yeah. you to have fun and play and and celebrate. And the, the people that are on the other side tell me to live life to the fullest while you have a body. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, it's so much joy there. So it's peace and it's loving and all of those things that we hear a lot about. But there's also a lot of joy. And there's no like real judgy stuff going on. So you just feel good and everybody feels good about everybody else. It's, 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 I I think it's like you die every night and then you wake up. So your dream Mm -hmm. state is is that spirit world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you jump back into your body in the morning, you get into the physical form, you live that life, the tangible life. And it's harder to move matter in this body, but in your mind, you can move, you can go anywhere. Hopefully. Absolutely. Absolutely. With our kids, um, we started this thing, and it's kind of fun. At night, we go to what we call the Green Pagoda. So there are etheric retreats that are up over the earth, and there's one, it's Kuan Yin, who's the goddess of mercy in the Eastern tradition. It's over Beijing. Okay, so she's one of my favorites, and it's really close to her. And so I tell my kids, we're going to go to that temple every night when we're sleeping. So everybody, whether on that side or this side, we all meet up at that temple every night. I love that. So, That's intentional. That's yeah. And so I did it with my kids when I was traveling a lot because I didn't want them to feel like they were not able to make that contact with me. And it just really helped them feel better. And then I thought we should extend this to on the other side. So everybody meets up. Mm-hmm. And, and so, the dream state, that dream state. I, that's why, you know, kids, sometimes I didn't do hypnotherapy. I just had them tell me dreams. You know? Yes. Yeah. So well, t- definitely lots in dreams. I remember my son used to go to sleep and he always wanted to take a stick or something with him or a, a butter knife. And I was like, why do you want to take these things with you at night and sleep with them? He's like, by your side, he says, mom, I'm with Archangel Michael fighting the bad guys all night long. <laughs> I love that because that's one of the hypnotherapy, the kids who, was, who turned out to be a musician later on. He talked to Metatron. And he goes, yes. I was in the kitchen. I was going to crawl up on the counter. And Metatron said to get down and not go, you know, steal a cookie because mom said not to. And this yeah. kid was not raised with angels in the house whatsoever. <laughs> he wasn't. My, they were shocked that he remembered past lives. And then all I said is like, do you think, do you believe in past lives? And the woman said, nobody talks about him all the time. And then they were super <laughs> anti what I do. But they were so desperate because they the next yeah. step was drugs. And so he, over the years... Um, didn't get put on medications, got to openly talk about it. And now he doesn't remember. He remembers my rock readings and stuff, but, but he was on my show because he didn't, they didn't medicate him. He is a musician and he's a writer and he's super creative and talented. And she is now into all the stuff I'm into and teaches workshops and everything on, on oh, orbs. Awesome. And even the husband came around. So it's like, because he was a teacher, right? To, there are so many things going on around us that if we're not tuned up, we're not going to see it. Yeah, if we just pay attention, I'm grateful that I knew about past lives from working with my teacher. And so when I had my children, I was paying attention. 
But one of them, um, my son Jeremiah, the um, friend of what well, was my sister's boyfriend, I was pregnant. I hadn't even told my husband. I just knew it. And I was just, you know, keeping it quiet. And he came to visit me. He said, I'm here purposely to tell you that I know you're pregnant with my best friend. He was with me in Vietnam. He was gunned down. He was a gunner on an airplane. And he was the sweetest soul. And you're just going to love him. And I was like, what the bleep? What the bleep? He doesn't, he doesn't even have these kinds of things in his life, this person. He's just a regular everyday Joe. You know, works on cars. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't have this kind of experience normally. But he came to tell me that. And sure enough, you know, I was pregnant and I did have him. Now, the son, when he was born, started doing things like he had to have a flight jacket. And he would not take it off. And so I remember I called the friend one day and I said, do you know anything about this flight jacket thing? He goes, oh, yeah, in Vietnam, you couldn't take it off. Wow. I was like, oh, well, he's just repeating his pattern. I see. And they do. And and people do. And so, yeah, they do it a lot more than they realize, too. There's a lot of things people carry over that they're just not paying attention to. Well, and I believe I died in Korea War. and It was more like a suicide uh, I ran out into a minefield because I had PTSD as as a child. Oh, Things weren't good man. for me. So, you know, you, that's what it's like a, a camel straw breaking thing. You just have that one thing that, you know, click. but in hypnotherapy, we went back. I could smell the dirt. You know, I could. Yeah, it all came back to me. And I actually got my leg blown off and, and died. Um, I died in battle. And it's I got, I'm going to tell you this because you'll you'll relate to it. So the the battlefield confessor, you know, they come out out the end in your past and this and that. But we wrote an, an album together, me and a friend. And uh, he actually says uh, that I saw you die that day. And he starts this coming back again song. We wrote it together. It was almost matched. We didn't mean to. It was just by accident, this song. But when I did Reiki with him, I realized he had closed my eyes because I taught him Reiki. And we were and I could just tell he was the last person that saw me alive in my last life. And I ran out of a bunker. Okay. Yeah. And the, the weird part is during this time when we all had to sit, sit tight, everything will be all right. I worked in a bunker. It's called, it's, it's called Woodby Island Distillery doing tastings. And it's an actual bunker. That's Those where I. You're so amazing. I love these stories. <laughs> and, and the beauty of it is I work with four men, super lovely. There was times where I was going to like take off and not stay. And the owner texts me, goes, it's so nice to you that you, you stayed and you didn't run away or something because we needed you. And I thought, it's just the, you know, and last but not least, we have a wine and it goes down into the, the grass and it looks like blood, which is super weird. But I'm telling you this because it's so relevant to my healing of my past and running away and, and sitting tight and um, being more, um, how do I say, seeing men as a, as a different, different, um, I'm not a man anymore. <laughs> yeah. They always yeah. say, Dina, you're a girl. <laughs> Yeah, and some of those emotions that we bring over are so strong and we don't know what they are. I mean, people come to me a lot with little clips like what you saw, wanting to know the whole story. And that's that's big. They need to know for their healing. But sometimes they just have a feeling. Like I remember I had one gal, she was um, actually from India, but she was also from India in her last life. And she couldn't understand why she was so lonely. She's like, I always feel lonely. I felt lonely all my life. And I have a wonderful family. I always have had. I do now. 
I don't understand this loneliness because there's no reason for it in this life. So we put her under and she went back to a life in India where her parents gave her in marriage to someone who lived 200 miles away. She never saw them one, except one other time in her entire life after that. Now, she had lived in this small village with her family all of her life until she was married. And then all of a sudden, she's away from them. And she was lonely. And so once she understood that it came from that, she was able to let it go and, and feel how she feels in this life, which is happy. Well, and it's I've seen this is kind of weird through hypnotherapy and the Reiki. Um I can bring it up, chastity belts. So a lot of women died with those on because men oh. would, would leave and they would have issues this lifetime with, you know, sexuality and, and you know, maybe even dis-ease in that area because that's, it's, it's a torture chamber is what it is, you know, because no one could take it off and they were trapped in it. So it's like that I've seen so many uh, things from past life that if you, they understand it now, they can move on. And yes. if you don't believe in it over and over, yeah, it's, it's, it's super healing. Over and, and over. Like I told you, I miss doing hypnotherapy, but it's a lot of work, isn't it? It is. And I, I think I was sharing with you, it's become a little bit much for me having heard so many stories for 30 years and a lot of them are traumas mm -hmm. and it's hard to let go of all that. It's in your memory. It doesn't ever really leave. And I see a lot of that, like you said, the multiple lives in war in battle yes in fighting. lots of wars trauma is lots of war and if you're a good soldier your family you you really don't have family because you can't love anybody to go out and be a hitman you know and, and kill someone so it's it's really hard for them to get back into their heart chakra they don't want to see things so we got to do some guided imagery i do prescriptions for each chakra that i feel mm -hmm. is blocked and you know as soon as they you know crying a lot of crying because yes. they need to feel lots of, lots of tears tears of joy though too because like when they meet their guide i do a lot of you know introducing them to their guide making sure that they have some talismans to be able to communicate with each other later that when they meet their guide and they're in the presence of this being that loves them more than anyone and knows them because they've been with them since the time they were born as a soul they are just so touched in their hearts that they cry it's very, very common for that to happen. And they'll say to me a lot of times, why am I crying? <laughs> yeah. Or they come in for smoking or chewing and then four, four sessions of crying, they quit smoking. Uh, I've worked mm -hmm. with tons of vets with PTSD. In a session, I, it's happened so many times I can't tell you that they will see the person that crossed or people, like a plane goes mm -hmm. down and mm -hmm. all those people come and comfort them and they come off the table and I don't even know what happened, but they're like, I'm fine. I, I feel relief, like again, Something was weighing on me, and now it's gone. And and it's meditation. We and we help you, right? That's what we're doing as facilitators. We're helping people get into a meditative state between this world and that world, so you can do that that communication, I guess, with the higher yes. world. Yes, communicating with your higher self as well as your guides, and you get direction from the source instead of from. A book or news or whatever but the, but the books are, will come later as soon as you start connecting i can't yeah. tell you how many times i get something from the other side and then i pick up a book and it's exactly what they were saying and it mm -hmm. just validates it but you know you've got to find in this world your higher self and connect like a phone call 
You got to get yes. that line clear. Yes. yes, absolutely true. And Dr. Newton, my teacher, he said the most important thing we do in the work we do, which is not just the past life, but the LBL and the LBL is life between life. It's where you go in between your lives, where you go meet with your counsel, you meet with your soul group, all the people that you're usually re-embodied with. Um, and then you can go to the library and look at your records but as you make this connection with your real self and who you really are and where you're really from, that that's the most important thing we do. Amen. I mean, yeah, it's you. I was, um, I do the labyrinth that says it's your life, your journey, right? I was going to start to help people not step on things and tell them how to, to walk the labyrinth, you know, so they didn't get. Yes, prickly. yes, yes, yes. And the voice is like, it's their journey. They need to get their feet prickly. They need to find, cause it was overgrown and I knew how to get there, but it was so a blessing this is my yeah. life. This is my journey. And I'm the only thing that I have real control over. And that's my thoughts, right? First, mm-hmm. my thoughts and my yes, connection. And then, um, you know, I said the other day, you're killing yourself with your thoughts. And he thought that was, you're right. I am. Why am I thinking that thought? Um, and so think lofty, like your eight good things, right? Yeah. And it takes practice. When I first started that, if I got into a funk, it would last three days. Now, if I start into negative thinking, I just go, yeah, let's just think something better. What's a better feeling <laughs> thought? And I just change it. Like I my voice there is, anymore. My voice is like, you know better than that. One. And two, <laughs> you know better than that. Stop it. But it's one of those things like, yeah, you got to pick up a good book. You want to listen to good songs. You want to be in nature. Yes. You want to make sure that you're surrounded by things that will fill your cup. Absolutely. I don't know why the mind has a bent towards the negative, but it seems to. Maybe it's the conditioning from being on the planet and all of the media and stuff that we see, but it tends to. So we have to, like you said, read good books, listen to uplifting music, be around people that are going to help lift us up, watch programs like yours, and just do those things to keep continually lifting ourselves up. And it's a practice. So I say your chakra chakra energy is like a, a musical instrument. Uh, and what I do is I find the one that's out, you know, the one that's not playing as well. You put a new string in and you tune it up and you start playing again. But if you don't stop and you don't take time and you're on the treadmill of life running, 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 there's a point where you're not going to know where you're going and that that thing's going to throw you off. That treadmill is just going to throw you right off. And so uh, I know I can feel it. Things are getting a lot more busier for everyone again, you know. So it's really important for us to, I got to say it, slow down. Take 20 minutes to breathe and, and see what happens if you do that 20 minutes. I hate even saying it because people are so tired, like meditate, breathe. It's the, it's the secret to life, to reconnecting to spirit, inspiration. Yeah. And hopefully getting to the place where we more and more walk in that place. I call that the zone. Sometimes it's just like, you know, you're there, you're connected, you're just clicking along. And then you feel that when you move out of it and it's not so comfortable in that out place. My client came for a retreat. And she, she goes, you know, she's out of a bad relationship and she's like, but I'm afraid of being alone. And my voice said, if you're in the zone, you're never alone. And that's my new thing because you are never alone. Mm -mm. Dwayne Dyer said that if you could see all that's with you on the inner, the angels, the guides, maybe other people that are on the other side, you would never feel alone because you're not. No. And then it's very crowded. Yeah. <laughs> in the sessions too. I'm like, before sometimes before they even start, people will start coming in from the other side that are going to be with the client. And it gets kind of crowded in there. And that's what I was telling you. Like, I, <laughs> it better be super important if you want me to get through to someone because I can't be running around being a messenger for everyone on the other side that's been mm. wronged or, 
And the only people that come through now on the other side are if I'm in some area and somebody's thinking of taking their life, if somebody's at that really desperate place, I will get a tap and I will talk to this person and we'll become friends. And sure enough, it's that person getting through. And as soon as they get through and give the message, that's me, the messenger, then they get better. And it was just a friend. It was, she was, his wife was bugging me for about a year. But at the very end, I'm on the bike path in Kauai. Call him now. I'm like, oh, God, it's sunrise. I'm, why? Well, every day for that whole time she'd been passed, he gets up at sunrise and lights a candle and thinks of her. And he's like, I'm done. I, she says he's done. He's got to be done with this. I got to move on. I got things to do. And then he goes, well, what else did she tell you? Because I did call him. And I said, you got to get rid of something. I don't know what it is, but you got to get rid of it. Well, her ashes are sitting on the steps every day. And so he went out into the uh, Saratoga Passage, and he let, let him go. And, of course, he went off to date somebody six months later and moved on. And she hasn't talked to me since. So it's good, but it can be very time-consuming. <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it can. Being a medium. Uh, yes, being a medium can be difficult. I, I had to put a stop to it because they were really showing up a lot for me. And I personally have trouble handling the emotions of it. Mm-hmm. especially like the young kid that I worked with that um, had been macheted to death, things like that are just emotionally impactful, hard for me to deal with. So I just said, you know, if you're related to somebody I love, then I will talk to you. Other than that, no, but I like your idea about the suicide because yeah. I made a commitment a long time ago. I went into a, a place to do my exercises and um, there was a little card on the desk and people were signing it for this lady had lost her son to suicide. And I looked at that thing and I said, I will do something. I promise you, whoever you are, I don't know you, but I promise you, I'm going to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And so I began studying with Dr. Daniel Amen and learning how to do the health coaching for the brain. And then I took that and added muscle testing to it so I don't have to use the scans. And so you can muscle test into the brain and see what is malfunctioning instead of giving it a name like anxiety or depression. We give it the name of temporal lobe and it is too high or too low. And then you can take supplements or just do therapies and get that better. The tools. There's so many tools. And I think yes, <laughs> I, I started with reading books. You know, I did um, classes, but you've got to set the intentions to plug in to this and use it for yourself. I don't want to be doing it yeah. for, you know, work at all, but I do want to know how to uh, be guided by spirit yes. every day. And, and it happens a lot through my family. I don't know about for you, probably so too. I uh, like with the depression, my own son went down for two years. This was a, a person who was a brilliant student, a wonderful person. He was doing 20 credit hours at Bellevue college and pulling straight A's. He went into this depression funk type of thing that seemed to be basically a depression but maybe a borderline autism because he couldn't even read mm-hmm. I mean he just couldn't function at all and it took me a lot of studying to find out about the methylation cycles and things like that to help him and finally get him back to normal it's I say it's a battle but you know what it is it's just life and we got to get up and do the best we can but I, I'm so happy that you and I connected and I we're going to do something together me too <laughs> I think you found a sister. I know, sister, sister. Okay, so um, give us your contact. How can people oh, reach it's you? It's tanyaswan.com. It's real simple, just my name. All you have to do is put my name into Google and you'll find me. And you're in Issaquah, 
and you offer a lot of things. So go to her website, Tanya Swan. Um, I didn't even get to talk about your book, but, but it's just, <laughs> yeah, we'll have many more of these. I can tell you that much. Thank you, yes. Tanya. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. You're Bye, listening Dina. to Manson Mitchell. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Manson Mitchell, and I am filling in for the next these three weeks while they're on a road trip. Did they tell you where they're going? Because they told me. I forgot. No, not specifically. Uh, you know, they're kind of on their own little personal life. They don't really reach back. I want to say they're much. going up north toward New, New Jersey, but I forgot. It's been a busy week. Well, you know, their roots are from Chicago area, so they may be dipping off through there. That yeah. would make a little more sense. Yeah. I don't really know their itinerary. <laughs> well, know? I knew their itinerary when they asked me like a week well, ago, that's but easy now one. I don't yeah. remember it all. It's been a long time. You're going to be with Benny. Benny. A lot. Okay, so oh, here right. we are. And I'm going to introduce Tarina Kuntz, Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival. Good morning, Tarina. Good morning, Dina. 
we've known each other for a while. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> and tell the, the listeners about your uh, festival. So Ocean Shores has had a psychic fair, I believe, going all the way back to the 80s. Um, and my husband and I bought a house there in 2003. Oh, here, I'll remember the year, Gina. Good. In 2003, and I think it was um, 2004 when I did my first festival, because um, the gal that had been doing them, uh, Leah Mueller, she left, and she went to Chicago, and I thought, well, it was super fun. Why don't I just do it? How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so it was super fun. We had those first two years at the silo and I think you might've been there the second year was if, if my memory is right, it would have been about 2005. Yeah. So um, I think I was then, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like raised their prices through the roof and we ended up going over to the Lions Club, um, for a few years. And I think it was your idea to have stuff outside, right? <laughs> and <laughs> That's because I had my my all my woo woo stuff in my car, and I wanted to downsize. And you gave me this big place to yeah. have a a cell, <laughs> the pic, the picnic shelter. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, and it's just kind of evolved over you know what apparently is going on twenty years. Um, and so this year we'll be at the convention center, which you know is more in line with the the kind of space we had at the silo. It's, you know, a little more upscale. Yeah, and Air the weather, weather's, and, we were pretty yeah. lucky. The weather was nice. I did, uh, yeah, I loved it because I wrote my book and I needed speaking engagements, which you gave me. I loved reading. I always, you know, sold a lot of books there. Um, but, too, it's just the whole, gosh, you know, in the last two years, not having that it made me really miss fairs and talking to strangers and, and connecting at such a deep level. So I called you the queen of connection the other day. That's funny. It's it's kind of become like a family, though. I have to say, COVID kind of um, didn't do us any favors. We've, we've lost people. I don't know if it's, you know, they found other things to do with COVID or they just don't want to be around people because of COVID. But anyways, we have some fun new people this year, um, and we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, and you're doing it, and that's the whole thing. You're not thinking about it and you're bringing people back together which I'm starting to do again too because I was an event coordinator but just doing your event uh, I have to say I had uh, you, if you you know that's why we have time so you can look back and see what has transpired when you're listening to spirit so spirit tells me to bring my 200 pounds of polished stones to your place and I'm doing my readings and you let me do a talk and uh, a woman slides into my rocks <laughs> because it was on the floor and she gets up. She goes, oh, my God, um, you're Dina Marie. I said, yeah, I'm Dina Marie. She goes, you're renting my house. I had to get a hotel because you're renting my house to do the festival. And I'm like, oh, cool. So then she gets a reading <laughs> with me and we have a really good conversation. And then the next year I'm staying with her. <laughs> so in that whole year, we be, we had a friendship. And then I became her friend, and we had been together ever since. In fact, I went to their house last Friday and visited the whole family. Not only have all of them had healing work with me or we've done retreats, the whole group of women, her friends, that came to that event, Ocean Shores Festival, went to Kauai with me. So you see what you did? Wow. <laughs> Look at that. How come I didn't go to Kauai with you? Well, hmm, you need to go to Kauai with me then. <laughs> or at least come to Woodby Island. How's that? 
Yeah, yeah. I just think that, you know, with us, in, you know, if we're at home in front of the television and thinking that that's our connection, we're being ripped off. If you can actually go somewhere in small groups of people and sit side by side with human beings you don't know, and you'll find, I can't tell you how many times I've been to a festival, even if not a lot of people showed up, I made friends with the vendor, right? And we did workshops together yeah. or something. So it's magical <clears throat> to have these little gatherings back. So thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Well, the other thing I was thinking about, I think it was last year when um, Michael Gershwin came and and did a little interview with me for the um, TV channel down there. And I was talking to him about how over, you know, 20 years, I have to admit, I haven't always believed all the vendors, right? Like, and we were laughing about it because you go somewhere and you go, here, I'm going to jab needles in your ear and it's going to make you feel better, you know, or I'm going to talk to your dad. I mean, the stuff is like crazy on its face, but if you give it a chance, it's real. It's so weird. Oh, oh yeah. I, I get the whole acupuncture thing though. Cause I have a friend who we switch work now, but I've been places where they just like, I'll tell you this story. They put the thing in my forehead and I was just not, I was participating as a, not a vendor. I was just trying to get in and get some healing done. And he puts the little pin in my forehead. And then someone walks by and goes, oh, that's Dina Marie. Dina, read my daughter. And the pin popped out of my third eye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that's, that's because funny. of it. My third yeah, eye so, turned on. <laughs> yeah, so Doris Reed is the acupuncturist that she's actually from Aberdeen. And I remember the first time I was, she saw me, like, limping around in the showroom. And she's like, you know, you need to sit down and course I didn't want to sit down because sitting down isn't what I do but anyways she got me to sit still for 15 minutes I got up out of that chair and my leg worked again I was just like I don't know why that happened it works it works um yeah it's crazy so anyways it's just I think that's part of what I like about the festival is that you can take all these things that maybe on their face seem pretty ridiculous and wacky and then before you know it, you realize not only is it real, but even if it's not real for you, it's real for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to watch that happen. You know what I mean? That That's kind of what I get out of it. Well, and it exposes people to things they may never, ever, you know, hear about. And then that might be their thing. That might right. be their gig, you know, their favorite thing, like Reiki. I, right. Someone said Reiki. I'm like, what is it? It took me a year to figure out what it was because I it sounded weird right and it turned out to be the thing I love to do the most so how many um you have classes going on so what are some of the classes yeah so this year we're going to talk about um healing codes and light languages Tibetan medicine um the eight brocades and let's see what else um chakra balancing energy shields world changes and visual visualizing meditation you know it's just a great opportunity to you know try out something that you might not otherwise try out you know in a safe environment you're there it's fun if you don't like it you can leave (laughs) (laughs) it's at the ocean ocean shores yeah i i I just i've always had a really good time and again i miss it but the times that I've been there, gosh, you know, I, okay, I'm reading a lady. And that's when I was trying to get rid of all my stuff. And I was right down to where I, this was the second time I did it um, when we had it outside. 
and I, I had more um, things gone, but I had a few things I was still holding on to. And I'm reading her, and then I was about to give her a rock, and she goes, oh, why are you giving me that rock? You should keep it. And I thought, you know, there there is a point where I don't have to give everything I own away, and I really wanted that garnet. <laughs> and I kept it. I still have it, but it's in my rock bowl, right? And it's just, like, so cool that... I get just as much from reading people because they they're mirroring me or teaching me something. And yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I loved doing it. I miss it. I've just been too busy. I want to try it again <laughs> to do a, fe- a, you know, a healing arts fair. So anyways, what's the yeah, contact? It's, it's what's, super fun. It is. What's the contact or how can people get more info? Um, the best way is on Facebook. Um, we gave up our regular website because nobody was ever going there. So if you look up Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival on Facebook, you will see us. Um, and this year, our our proceeds are going to a group called Ocean Shores Cares, which is super cool. It's very grassroots, neighbor-helping-neighbor neighbor kind of a thing. Um Last year, one of the things that they did was they found a vet whose house was going to be condemned and he wasn't going to have anywhere to live. So they were able to put him up in a hotel and help get him the help that he needs to rehab his house so he's not homeless, um, which is a big deal. Sounds like a Um, good cause to me. (laughs) Yeah. And then then they're super nice. Like if somebody needs to go to a doctor in Aberdeen or whatever, they'll put out the call and somebody will say, oh, I'll take you. And Mm -hmm you know, super grassroots, but they need money to sometimes help people. So we're going to give them some of the cash that we're going to collect and they're going to keep going with what they're doing, which is awesome. So the event's August 20th and 21st, free admission, right? And how many vendors, how many vendors do you have? Um, We have about 32, and we're going to do another thing, too, this year um, with the Ocean Shores Cares Group. We're going to have a big space where any of the artists from Ocean Shores can come and bring their stuff, just like my way to support them so they can get their stuff out there and maybe make some sales and get to talk to some people. Um, But I think we have about 32, but I was laughing with the guy from the convention center yesterday. He said, well, they you know, they've had things and people are like doing everything at the last minute now. I think it's like yeah. they get up and they're like, where's COVID today? Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we'll see 32, maybe more. Yeah. Things have changed. They really have changed, but you know, uh, I'm just glad that we can unite and be in person. Like I doing a show in person for me is really cool like we had people in the studio this morning I, I I know it's a lot of work for Benny but for me it's just like I get to hug him and so the the festivals that are going I on get to hug him too oh he's I hugging time everybody. for that don't say I'm not a hugger <laughs> he's a hugger but he was running around because I, I thought there'd be two people in the studio I think there was five I'm not even sure <laughs> but it's all good I just the whole physical part I missed and so I'm so glad you're doing it again yeah well it's all kind of you know, we all knew that things were going to change when this whole mess started two years ago, but I don't know that anybody really understood how. And I got to say, some of it's better and some of it's worse. So it's like you guys were talking about earlier, you got to focus on the good parts of it, mm-hmm. you know, and not so much on the bad parts. Well, and you and I were Keep your eye on the prize. Yeah, we were reminiscing about the past, and I know we shouldn't do that, but I really enjoyed um when I first started, I guess when I first started, you know, everything was new to us, um, Reiki and such, you know, it was new. And now 
a lot of people know about Reiki and chakras. No one knew what that was or feng shui or any of the things. But, you know, there's there's something else out there that I'll probably discover that I like even more. And it's which we're just got to go with the flow and keep changing with the times. Yeah. And it's and the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? <laughs> we should sing songs <laughs> together. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tarina. <laughs> and I think I, what I'd like to do is invite people go to your Facebook page, uh, Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival, because I know you're sharing all the the people that will be there, saying a little bit about them. And that's really the best place to go. Yeah. And maybe some I've had people before a fair know exactly who they want to see before they get there. Yeah, well, that's the one thing about this fair is that there's a lot of um, people that come year after year. You know, in the beginning, we used to collect um, the emails from people. And it, and four or five years into it, it's like, yeah, these are all the same people that are coming every year. It's crazy. Like, And some of them are coming from far away. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they so, I was surprised who yeah. I was reading. I mean, it was a lot of people that I, you know, but it's Ocean Shores and it's it's August and it's the best time to go, really. Yeah, yeah. So here's the other fun thing that we do, and then and then I know we're getting out, running out of time, but there's a um, an octopus pirate, and he will be hidden throughout the show during the day. And if you find him and bring him to the front desk, we will reward you with part of his pirate booty, which will be a gift certificate to a vendor. Sweet in the fair. pirate so, booty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but, super but he loves fun. it. And of course, you know the kids always think it's hysterical, but. So does Dana, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm hung out with pirates on the well, island. That, you could say booty on the air. Oh, I think that's really what you wanted to say. Can you say booty? <laughs> you can say booty. Well, you can say pirate booty. But, yeah, cool. Well, thank well, you, yeah, Tarina. pirate booty. Oh, my gosh, Dina. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm hanging out with pirates now. They're super scary on Woodby Island. But it's all good. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. And I just want to thank you, Tarina, and everyone. Ocean Shores Body and Soul Festival. Awesome. Hope to see you there. Bye-bye. Well, we're going to hit the road. I'm going to go back to Whidbey Island where I know it's my granddaughter's birthday party. So that's where I'm going next. It's going to be a fantastic time. On the road again. Really kind of unwind a little bit after these last couple hours. It's been fun. <laughs> but it's Adina-Marie.com if you want to hang out with me. But it's been fun filling in for Suzanne and Gary. I'll be back next week and the week after. And Benny will be like, I know this This. This is too much. Just kidding. <laughs> It'll be fun. All right. T- uh, come back next week for more of the Manson Mitchell Show. Well, you could say your tagline, too. Say, come Why back not? next sure. week for more people, place, and activities that will lift your spirit. Featuring Manson Mitchell. <laughs>